Hello, and welcome to the Property Solopreneur podcast, a show for property investors and developers who want to build and grow their own profitable businesses. I'm sharing with you my decades of property experience and interviewing many other successful property people who are happy to share their varied and priceless knowledge freely. Business doesn't need to be hard, and nor do you need to be lucky. But as a certified strategist, I know you need a plan to work to. And a good start is by listening to other people's successes and failures. Why reinvent the wheel? This allows us to have a more in-depth knowledge of the wider property world. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Property Solopreneur. And this week, I think I might polarise people because I'm talking about mortgage, much of the news at the moment, of course, but whether or not you should have a pay-down strategy or just keep on remortgaging and collecting more mortgage debt as you continue to buy and develop. Now, nothing I say today can be taken as advice. I do what I do because of my experience and what I've seen around me for the last 20 years and what I've heard and listened to from other people with big portfolios who've probably owned them for longer than I've been alive. But it's This question that I'm being asked about uh, pay-down strategies is being asked a lot at the moment, particularly in group situations, because I think people are coming out of having built portfolios and suddenly the market has changed and they're asking themselves questions that they've not thought to do so before. And normally I get asked along the lines of Rachel X, and here insert Guru's name uh, of choice, they say you should never pay down your investment mortgages or sell any properties. What do you think? So I'll explain exactly what I do. And then interestingly, either they go, oh, right. Or perhaps, interestingly, not always uh, wisely, I think, they go, well, X is bigger than you, so I think I'll do it their way. But I think we should all remember that we're in business for ourselves and no one except your own financial advisor can give you advice. And then it's up to you to make the decision. And you've got to make the decisions based on your end goals and destinations and take into account your risk level and your abilities to raise funds or be able to ride out market problems. Because you cannot expect somebody else's game plan to work for you if you've got a very specific set of goals and targets that you want to hit. Now, the guru may be absolutely right, but you have got to ask yourself some questions. First of all, destination. Are they going in the same destination as you? Are you going to end up in the same place? You know, how are you going to exit this whole property thing? And if you're not going to exit in the same way, why are you basing a keystone of your business, the finance, that supports everything you do on somebody else's game plan? And secondly, If they are in property education, then they've got an income stream that can probably get them out of trouble. You know, they'll be able to pay off chunks or even whole loans if needed. Have you got that second income or third income stream? Can you do that? And thirdly, how long have they been doing this? Now, I'm not saying you can only learn from someone who's been in it a long time. I think there are some amazing people who've only been around five or so years, who've done phenomenal things. But you've got to look at what they're doing and think, Yes, but have they experienced everything that I'm going to experience? You've got to remember that the last 10 years have been extraordinary because there have been no rises in interest rates. There has been no devaluation. There has been no crash or a a lack of choice in, in finance. You've always been able to get it. So if they haven't been around for any of that, you've got to make sure that you, if you're basing your thought process on what they've done and their teaching, 
that it actually follows your thought process about what will happen in the future. And if it is the same, go with it. If not, your duty as CEO and owner of your company is to think for yourself and to be absolutely certain that everything you're going to put into place will deliver what you want. Because I think we're also in our own personal property cycles. Sounds funny. Forget the big marketplace outside. But I think we've got two property cycles going on within our own businesses. Firstly, it's the actual property bit. You may find that you buy your properties in groups. You know, you have a bit of a splurge or you have a couple of years of splurge. But this means that they're going to have to be refinanced at roughly the same time again and again and again over the years. That's great when the markets are good, you know, with low interest rates when nothing was really moving. It was almost a paper exercise. You could, you could do it in your sleep. But it's a bit tougher when suddenly interest rates are moving, perhaps out of projected zone on your spreadsheets, going into uncharted territory. And you may not have enough equity in your buildings to offset any problems so that you can automatically lower your loan to value and get a better rate. I've been there and I never want to go there again. That is part of what forms what I do and why I do it. And the second cycle is about where you are in the business. Forget the property bit, but the business. So are you in the growth and developing stage? If you are, you are not going to be thinking about paying down because it's all about finding those assets, isn't it? And getting them paid for and getting them into your portfolio and getting them working for you. After that, you quite often go into a consolidation phase. That can sometimes be, you know, a couple of months up to a couple of years. People are all very different. But what happens is you're then treading water. Things are working. You're just then going, right, okay, not doing all the work on the property, but I get my systems right. I get all, you know, everything I need to do right into, into place, doing everything that I know will maximise my profits. You might even be going, do you know, I'm just going to go on a few courses, learn how to do something new, and then pivot into something completely different in property. It's up to you, but that's what happens in a consolidation phase. And of course, then you often have a recession or a shrinking phase that, you know, when you go down into a dip. That may be when you just actually lose, you fall out of love a bit with the whole property thing. Things aren't working quite as they should be, so you sell the odd property. Because actually, with the best one in the world, some deals look amazing when you buy them and they work very well for a couple of years and then, you know, the market moves and you just need to get shot of it. And so your numbers could potentially go down and your income could go down. But if you do sell a property, I think the money should always be reinvested in your property business, either new, buying new stock or selling down, uh, paying down existing properties. But anyway, regardless of the pay or not pay down argument, I think you always have to remember that all of us must believe the mantra that price inflation will eat into the debt. It will, but not perhaps at the pace you'd like it to. You know, how long this takes to happen to do actually depends on how long you hold the properties for, because a property that's been held for 10 years will be in a totally different position to one that perhaps was bought 40 years ago. I've been doing this for over 20 years, so you won't be surprised to know that the questions I get asked about my age and my plans now for ongoing finance are very different to the ones that I was asked when I was starting. And I also know that quite a lot of my properties that I've owned for less than five years are still at the level they were when I had bought, I'd done them up and done the first finance. Yes, they may be a little bit above that, but nothing so dramatically big to make a huge difference to me. Whereas the buildings I've owned for 20 years, you know, they're doubled, tripled their values, that sort of thing. That makes a big difference to how it all looks on the balance sheet and when I'm getting a new mortgage. 
But the fact is, I don't expect every property in my portfolio to have the same ability to have their debt eaten away by inflation because they're all in different places and different parts of the country work at different levels and different things affect them. So I don't take it as a blanket. Yes, that will happen. And so I don't automatically think this is a dead set when I'm planning. And don't forget, you have a bearing on what you're going to do and how your properties are going to work because how much time do you want to spend in property for the rest of your life? You know, the pe- the property people, to be quite frank, who are the noisiest and who are the most dogmatic in some ways about how you should do stuff are those who are evangelical. It's in the, you know, the nature of the game, isn't it? They're evangelical about working in property and they're in it for the long term, from here to eternity. They can't see themselves ever not being in the business. Is this you? If it isn't, then don't adopt their game plan. Make one for yourself. Now, you may be totally submerged in property currently, but you know you're going to experience burnout or you want to have some long sabbaticals and go travelling or you want that marvellous half and a half world that's currently very trendy. If that's you, then you're going to have to have a financial plan that supports this action, not one that is just for someone who's in it 24-7 from now to eternity. Because you're going to find it very difficult to have a constant stream of remortgaging if you are going to go off grid or whatever it is that you want to do for long periods of time. You're always going to be dragged back into the business if you need to do that. So it won't probably come as a surprise to say, yes, I do have a pay down plan. Now, as a gross percentage of my whole holdings, I'm not heavily mortgaged. But the properties that are mortgaged, yeah, they do have, you know, good sized mortgages on them. And I do have a plan to pay them down, not simultaneously, I'll have you know, because I operate a domino system. So I'll concentrate on one property, pay that down, and then the extra cash flow it gen generates through not having a mortgage to pay will overpay on another. And I have never, ever viewed all my net income generated through rents as mine to spend on wine, men and life. I've all, Of course I paid myself, but most of that is to be regenerated back into the business. I make no secret of the fact that I didn't create a property business to be the be all and end all of my life. You know, my life's much bigger than that. And I run two other businesses as well, both of which are probably big enough on their own for most people to think that that was all they wanted to do. And actually, do you know, I'm really not very interested in re- revisiting the past. As in, yeah, those buildings I built, that I bought and, and developed when I first started are great. I love them. You know, they, they are the beating heart of my portfolio and they churn out cash flow every single month. But I'm really not interested in, in spending t- lots of time and effort on them. So they are paid down because I don't want to be on the hamster wheel of refinancing with all its costs and paper filling. I find, to be quite honest, the whole thing draining and dull, dull, dull. I don't like doing dull. There are so many interesting, fun, exciting things to do in property that I don't want to spend my time doing dull. Now, each property has a plan because I don't want every property on a repayment mortgage. That's not how it works. All properties start on an interest only, except for those really cheap ones that I bought on a bank loan. I've spoken about them before, but they were bought on bank loans and they had to go onto a fixed repayment agreement for 10 years. I just set those up and I forgot about them and they just went whizzling off, paying themselves down and I had unencumbered buildings as a result of it. But anyway, properties that I buy normally and do up, you know, they've they've had the purchase and the refurb and then they're refinanced. The seed capital I've invested in that property is taken back. 
It's now a fully-fledged working member of my portfolio, but I never touch it again. One of the reasons is that if I've got it on the mortgage that I want at the level that I want, if I suddenly find that I want to buy some more buildings or do whatever it is that I want to do, I go and find some investment to do that. I don't go back and start again on a property. It's not tax efficient as well, but I just find it easier to do that. Now, even if it's on an interest-only mortgage, and I do realise that this has been easier in the past due to low interest rates than it is at the moment, I do tend to try and put away the difference between the interest payment and the repayment payment. And it gets into a, a separate bank account and creates a lovely little cushion, which is pay down money. And it can be used to pay off a chunk of the mortgage when it comes up for renewal, or I can just you know, do a blanket percentage on all of them, depending on how I'm feeling, what I've got in my plan for that particular year. Now, hands up here. This is not my idea. This is not a Rachel Triton special. I'm not a fan of inventing the wheel. Um, I seek out the best practice where I can find it and then make it work for me. And this was something that I was introduced to very early on, and I just got the point of it straight away. I know lots of people who've got very large inherited portfolios, and they don't have mortgage debt. It's all been paid down. The only mortgage debt they've got are on the current properties that they are building or are buying. And they straight away, once they've got their, mortgage, their money out of it, they will start to pay down. And the simple reason is, is that they want to be able to have businesses that can get loans whenever they want to do whatever they want to do. Do exciting things without finding that actually they're already overburdened. So as the CEO of your company, you've got to have a long-term financial plan, which has got to include debt management. Now, debt management to most of us property peeps mean that some naughty tenant hasn't paid their rent. No, that is a part of debt management. But as as business owners, we need to manage our debt and know what we're doing about it. It shouldn't come as a great surprise. It shouldn't be a burden or a millstone around our neck because we should have a plan as to how to deal with it. I'm into assets that throw off steadily and growing income, you know, that with time don't require me to keep on doing a bit of financial maintenance. I like working with private banks. And guess what? they've got very strict criteria as to what the loan to values need to be. That's why they can really be quick and easy to use. But they do require you to have a pay down strategy of some description. They work to very clear loan to values. So it all comes back to one thing, my friend, strategic planning. Strategic planning means having the big picture in place in order for the little picture things to happen on a day-to-day -day basis, which is right for you and your future. It's what I do with property businesses. Now, if you've never worked strategically on your business, come and spend some time with me. Go to my website and see how we can work together. You can spend a day with me on a one-to-one -one where we ensure that you've got a strategy and a plan for all aspects of your business, you know, now and into the future. Or a half day where we work on part of your business. You may have some bit that isn't quite working properly and you've really got to nail it and get it working as you need it to be. And for those of you who are dipping your toes into property, not quite got going yet, you know, a two-hour session will get all your ducks correctly positioned so that you can work in a focused and profitable way from the start. That is a really good sound foundation. But anyway, my contacts are all in the show notes and just send me a message by email or social media. Let's get going or just go straight and book a session. Back to mortgages. To pay down or not. I think... All of us, when we ask ourselves that question, have got to say, I am the CEO. This is my property company. 
And whatever your decision, it must be based on your financial position, your attitude to risk, and your final exit plan. If you haven't got a final exit plan, that's the first thing you've got to sort out. Because actually, it doesn't matter if you change your mind and alter what you do decade to decade. It doesn't matter if you pay down everything and never increase your debt. It doesn't matter if you go to the end and those inheriting have to sort it out if that's what you've got in your game plan. It doesn't matter if you're mortgaged to the hilt forever and ever if that's what you've got on your game plan. What matters is that you know your risk levels. You've worked out and understood the effects of interest rates on your income and your ability to refinance. You've thought it out strategically and looked at all the angles and have the plan. That is why I am a fan of paying down mortgages. My goal when I finish being full-time in property, and that's when my children take over, is that I have no debt so that I can hand on to them what I've given them And then they can make the decisions and go, right, time to take out some new loans and to get going. But I don't want them to be burdened with something they've got to sort out before they can get going. That is why I am very firmly in the pay down camp. But once you've made all these strategic decisions, don't fret about whether or not you've made the right decision and asking all and sundry about what you should be doing. The answer when you've done all this thinking and asking yourself questions will be very obvious. It's big picture stuff. And as CEO and as CFO, you've just got to make a decision and then go with it. Thank you for listening to The Property Solopreneur with me, Rachel Troughton. If you've enjoyed this episode, do hit subscribe and kindly leave a review and share this podcast with anyone you think it would help on their property journey. If you'd like to get hold of my guide for building a successful property business, go to racheltroughton.com forward slash checklist. We only live one life. So let's get your dream a reality through building a profitable property business.